a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Final segment for the week. It's great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson. And as many of you know, that one of the things I love about working here at KSL News Radio is all of the conversations we get to have and all of the smart people who ask important questions or who lead us to conversations that are meaningful are memorable, and are powerful. And uh, if you haven't been following along with Jeff Kaplan's Minute of News, uh, it is the best minute on the radio because he always gets to the essence of whatever the issue of the day is. And in 60 to 90 seconds, uh, he can take you on a journey that will cause you to smile often, think always, Uh, and feel in ways that are deeper and more powerful to get you to move in a different direction. And uh, it's one of my favorite parts of the day is listening to my minute of news. And so as I was listening to my minute of news and got to hear that, uh, Jeff gave me a little sneak peek yesterday to his minute of news. But in case you missed that, uh, I want to play this my minute of news from our own Jeff Kaplan, uh, because it is the essence of what I want to talk about in our final segment here on the show. Take a listen. The average American checks their phone 96 times a day. That's from a survey by a major tech care company. Can you think of anything else you do 96 times a day? Uh, Sure, breathing, walking, but beyond that, no. The phone gets your attention every 10 minutes, and I'm not surprised. We've created a thin rectangle that holds all the accumulated knowledge in the history of the world in the palm of your hand. To most of us, this seems like a miracle. And maybe that's why we worship our phones. Now, I hear you saying, I don't worship my phone, but we bow our heads to this device 96 times a day. We come seeking knowledge or relief from stress or boredom, and we thumb scroll through Facebook as if the news feed is a revelation. And if you think you're not faithful to your phone, what happens when you can't find it? For even a minute, if it's lost, you're lost. Your world is turned upside down, and then you find it, and you're saved. Isn't it starting to sound like a religion? And and to stay in your phone's good graces, one could argue that we tithe to AT&T or Verizon or Sprint as we worship this false god, this Pandora's box in our hands. Okay, seriously, I don't really think you worship your phone. But 96 times a day. Experts say the average person makes a decision 35,000 times a day. And the best one you make is usually to put your phone down. That's me in the spot. phone down. (laughs) Step away. Hands in the air. 
Uh, it's amazing how we have allowed our digital devices to become a religion, to become the center point of our lives. I had a conversation with a neighbor last night uh, who said, you know, I, I work at home and I find myself, if I just walk from my office to the fridge and I don't have my phone, I suddenly panic that I don't have it right there. And the problems and the challenges that come into our lives and into our society uh, as we do that, uh, I love that Jeff pointed out that there there's nothing else that we really do. 96 times a day, we're checking our phones. And for a lot of people, that number is probably a little low. There's a lot of people I know who check far more than that. And it's almost as if they can't uh, think a full thought. Uh, this is one of the things that worries me and impacts me. Uh, I get so worried about my phone and checking and checking and checking uh, that it fragments my thinking. And that's a problem for me. Because <laughs> if my thinking is fragmented, uh, you're going to have bad radio to listen to. I'm not going to be able to write and create. Uh, and I'm not going to be able to get down to issues that I think are most important. Uh, now, apply that in your business, in your family relationships or personal relationships or community relationships, if we're all so fragmented that we can't even listen for 30 seconds without checking the phone, uh, if we can't sit still with a neighbor or a friend who's having a tough day without checking our phones, can we really be present to the moment? Can we be here now? And your digital device is preventing you from doing that, not to mention all of the negative, uh, additional negative impacts that it's going to have in your world. Uh, it's uh, looking in all the wrong places. If you're bored, if you're angry, if you're tired, if you're lonely and you're checking your phone to find the solution, that's a bad choice. And that's going to produce a bad result. And then we try to get the validation back from it, even though we know, and obviously during this week, especially, we know that many of the social media things that we are checking on our phones are bad for our mental health, especially if you're a young person. Uh, it's horrible for your mental health. And if our young people can't sit still and think something through at a deeper level, that's going to have major ramifications down the line. Uh, we always say that, uh, that Einstein said that it wasn't that he was any smarter than anyone else. He was just willing to stay with the question longer. And you can't do that in a fragmented way. Can you imagine if your heart surgeon was checking his or her phone 17 times during your heart operation? I think that'd be problematic. If your doctor was constantly checking things out rather than listening to the symptoms you were describing? Can you count on that as uh, being a good diagnosis uh, and a good path forward? Obviously, in our personal relationships, it applies in triplicate. We have to learn to be still and think. And constantly checking your phone prevents you from deeper thinking. It keeps you at a surface level of everything. That's not good. That's not healthy. Now, that doesn't move you forward. And so what do we do about it? I think Jeff got it right. Put the phone down. That might be the best decision you make in your 24-hour day is to just put your phone down. Uh, Jeff also described the fact that, you know, we have all the information in the world is all in our devices. We can access just about anything, anytime, anywhere. But just because you can does not mean that you should. You don't have to ask Siri or Google everything in an instant. 
Sit with it. Think about it. Noodle on it. That's what we like to say in my house. Just noodle on it. Uh, There's the old saying, you know, where is the wisdom we lost in knowledge and where's the knowledge we lost in information? And we live in an information age. And that information, I think, is keeping us a very safe distance from both knowledge and wisdom. Because if all you're doing is chasing the information, uh, there's a lot of rabbit holes out there on those digital devices. And if you're checking for to find a rabbit hole, you will find one, guaranteed. <laughs> if you pick up your phone for the 78th time during your day and you don't feel like talking to your spouse or you don't feel like dealing with your boss or a, a customer, uh, you will find a rabbit hole to go down. And it will give you lots of information. It may even give you a little bit of knowledge. I doubt it's going to lead you to wisdom. And so here's the test and here's the question. Uh, As I was listening to Jeff Kaplan's Minute of News yesterday and just thinking through, oh, my goodness, how many times do I actually check my phone during the day? And can I set it aside? Is it my religion uh, to constantly check and be on that phone or that digital device? I went back to something that uh, Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska uh, shared with me on this program. Uh, something they do at his house. He's got teenagers still at home, but they have a really simple rule at their house with their digital devices. One hour a day, one day a week, one week a year. They turn the phones off and do exactly what Jeff said. Put the phone down. Imagine if you did that for one hour a day, no phone. One day a week. Could you turn it off for a day? And what if you did that for one week a year? Uh, That'd be a new religion for you. You'd find yourself in places and spaces mentally, emotionally, spiritually. That'd probably change your world. Think about it. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for listening to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Have a great weekend. And as always, as you go into that weekend, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that'll make a difference. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.